Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the 523rd episode of the Sales Podcast. I'm Wes Schaefer, the Sales Whisperer, your host. We're diving back into the Sales Whisperer way. We'll hit this. I'm going to prep one more interview uh, with Robbie Crabtree, so I don't go live. Both of these will go live while I'm in Maine for a week. My first time in Maine doing a week-long jiu-jitsu camp. Let's get some, baby. Yeah. And you do have a book, right? You got some of the book? 79stories.info. Order there. I'll sign it and send it to you. All right? So let's jump into this. Work harder or smarter? Yes. The successful business owners I know are up early. They are working on their businesses and themselves. They are attending conferences and workshops. They are reading and learning, i.e. listening to podcasts and books on tape. Do they still come on tape? They are testing new ideas, watching their competition to see what is working and what is not, and surrounding themselves with experts and motivated people that are optimistic and focused on growth and pissed off at the way the government treats entrepreneurs and business owners. They are getting things done. They are helping people, serving the needs of the marketplace, providing jobs, feeling good about themselves, and they go to bed tired yet fulfilled, despite what the mainstream media pumps into the airwaves about the greed of business owners. They realize they do have a choice in how they think and act and market and sell and grow, and they choose the hard right instead of the easy wrong. When you're running scared, with tunnel vision, hiding from the truth, and reacting to what comes your way, playing prevent defense instead of aggressive offense, you too will go to bed tired, but the exhaustion comes from being unfulfilled. This leads to restless nights and grumpy mornings. Soon you find yourself in a self-defeating, self-fulfilling death spiral, and your business is doomed. Eventually, you have to stop allowing yourself to circle the drain and make a conscious effort to work both smarter and harder for as long as it takes, which could be many years. Our cities, our nation, our global economy did not arrive at their current state in a month or a quarter. It will take more time. It will take more than a new social media account or press release or a new law from Congress to sort things out. So gird your loins, turn off the news, surround yourself with optimistic doers, and get her done. Now, that's good advice right there. I don't care who you are. So, yes, work smarter and work harder. That's where we are. Okay? Yes, over time, you will build systems. Here's what happens. As you work smart, you achieve, you grow. And then what happens is that one system, you can run very smart. Then you can work hard on something else. It's what builders do. It's what doers do. It's what the non-moochers do, who is John Galt, right? So embrace the suck, as they say, all right? If you need some help with that, hit me up, thesaleswhisper.com. Contact us. Get you a signed copy of this book because this is where I discuss the number one job of a business owner. What will a dime get you today? A radiologist in India, a web designer in the Philippines, 
a dozen bookkeepers, janitors, graphic designers, computer geeks, operations managers, HR managers, software developers, bakers, and candlestick makers. That also goes for interior decorators, movers, landscape architects, caterers, therapists, counselors, carpenters, and electricians. Want to know who's not on that list? Great marketers. Why? Because nobody knows your business like you know your business. Nobody cares for your business like you care for your business. Your business is quite literally your child. You conceived it in your mind. You brought it to life. You were there when it belted its first, look at me world, I'm alive. And when it took its first steps. You helped it through the awkward adolescence years. You watched it grow into a young adult, ready to venture into the world, but still needing guidance and a knowing ear to provide comfort and direction and maybe even protection as you both navigate turbulent waters. A great ad man can relate, but the great ones are neither easy to find nor easy to retain. Even when you get lucky, even when you get lucky enough to find one and blessed enough to be able to afford one, the marketing is still your responsibility. Sure, you listen to our ideas. Sometimes you must even trust our ideas. We are the experts, you know. But as a business owner, you need to keep both eyes on the road and both hands on the marketing steering wheel today, tomorrow, forever. Every day, your goal is to beat yesterday's best ad, promotion, or event. When the phone rings with frenzied prospects that will stand in line in the rain to pay top dollar for what you're selling, you'll know you've made it. What are you doing to keep the phone ringing and your company profiting? If you're like the average business owner I meet, not enough. But you're reading this, which means you're not average. Welcome to the Above Average Club, where we realize that marketing is our number one job. As you can see, it's not lonely at the top. It's lonely at the bottom. It's lonely doing menial chores that can be outsourced for the $5 bill. It's lonely leaving the house before everyone wakes up and coming back after they're asleep. Focus on doing magnetic marketing and see how lonely you're not. So now that we know the number one job of a business owner, let's discuss the number one job of a sales manager. The record books say the Alabama Crimson Tide won the NCAA National Championship in January 2010. The record books are wrong. Alabama won the January 2010 BCS Championship in February of 2006 when they signed Mark Ingram Jr. to their team in the fall of 2007. You see, in 2009, Ingram was a sophomore and was so great a player, he won the first Heisman Trophy ever awarded to an Alabama player. His greatness greatly contributed to Alabama's undefeated championship year. The coaches at Alabama, and all great coaches, understand that to build a brighter tomorrow, you must recruit better today. The same is true for great sales managers. Now, there's a difference between hiring and recruiting. NCAA Division I schools can have 85 kids on scholarship, but only 25 can be awarded to freshmen. So these schools must be selective in choosing those to whom they offer scholarships. However, it's foolish to have scholarships go unused, like a plane that takes off with empty seats. Sales managers have the same dilemma. You need to let the world know you are looking for top talent and will make room for them if there is a fit. But there's a catch. Why is there always a catch? Back in September 2015, the labor force participation rate was at 62.3%, 
a 37-year low. That meant there were many desperate people looking for work and or better pay, which meant more people may have been unscrupulous during the application and interview process. And by unscrupulous, I mean they'll lie through their teeth to get a job. As of August 2018, it was only at 62.7%, which is well below the 66.2% back in January 2008. But the government would have us believe unemployment is low. This proves that figures can lie and liars can figure. But I digress. This is why you need a process to sort and sift through the hundreds of resumes you should be receiving every year in your quest to find that Heisman Trophy caliber person for your sales team. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You don't have time to talk and visit with every Tom, Dick, and Harry that email you their resume. There's good talent on the street for cheap, which means now is the time to cut your dead weight and build up your bench strength. Your people need to be thankful for a job and a paycheck, and they need to work for every penny you give them. That doesn't mean you beat them with whips, but it is more than fine to expect your employees to go home tired at the end of the day. Implementing an always recruiting mentality will instill fear in your current sales staff, which will make them produce or leave on their own. Both are good for you, as long as you are always recruiting. Already doing that? Send me a picture of that championship trophy next year, won't you? Now, if you're not doing this, I've got a program. I, I mentioned it in the book. I'll, uh, I need to add it here. Actually, it's in other places, but nomoresalesduds.com. Nomoresalesduds.com. It's a detailed program that lays out my little secrets to help you advertise, interview, screen, recruit, onboard, train, motivate, retain top sales talent. So go check that out, all right? Nomoresalesduds.com. So now that we know the number one job of a business owner and a sales manager, let's dive into the number one job of a salesperson. If you're in sales, you may want to skip this chapter. If you strive to be more than a salesperson, read and heed. According to MyPlan.com, since 2001, I have made more money each year than surgeons, anesthesiologists, OBGYNs, orthodontists, radiologists, and several other medicalists. I also topped petroleum engineers, treasurers, controllers, and air traffic controllers. But that's not the exciting part. The exciting part is I did it while spending most of my time at home, in flip-flops, and a ball cap, in my home office, where every day at least one of my five daughters, who have all been homeschooled, brings me coffee and snacks and hugs and kisses and my dog is asleep at my feet and my wife roams about at will. How did I make so much money in such an easy lifestyle? By becoming effective at the number one job of a salesperson. Disqualifying people, otherwise known as prospecting. Contrary to popular belief, the number one job of a salesperson is not to prepare 
or present quotes, give presentations, haggle and overcome objections, update their CRM and company reports, or sit in conference calls and sales meetings. Their number one job is to prospect, and the purpose of prospecting is to disqualify, which comes as a shock to most people in sales. The old books tell us we need to qualify, pitch, and press for the purchase. That's why turnover among sales staff can exceed 30% in poorly run organizations, poor training, and even poorer expectations. We cannot control whether somebody reaches into their wallet and pulls out their credit card to buy what we're selling. But we can control how often we put ourselves in a position to earn a sale from a qualified prospect. That is why the number one job of a salesperson is to prospect. Daily prospecting includes dialing the phone. Cold calling still works, especially in B2B, even in COVID. Canvassing your territory door-to-door, sending direct mail pieces and handwritten notes to key accounts, attending industry and community events and trade shows, tactically leveraging social media like LinkedIn, connecting with receptionists, gatekeepers, and executive assistants, having meaningful conversations with decision makers, spending breakfast, lunch, happy hour, and or dinner with people that are not relatives and do not work for your company, asking for testimonials and referrals, sending targeted emails to key prospects. What prospecting is not giving presentations, conducting demonstrations, playing on social media, tweaking your fantasy football roster, creating and sending proposals, sharpening your pencil, answering questions. Great salespeople ask the questions, avoiding questions, completing expense reports, updating your CRM, playing with Photoshop or Word or creating PowerPoint presentations, mailing literature to those that want you to send over some information. Anesthesiologists must graduate college, then a four-year medical program, then attend four more years in an anesthesiology residency, and then possibly participate in a one-year fellowship. Optional, but recommended. That's 13 years of advanced studies, mounting debt, errors and omissions insurance, crushing government oversight, ungodly hours, and limited scotch to make a quarter of a million dollars a year. A great salesperson can do that with no degree, no debt, no insurance, no risk of being sued by the family of people you killed doing your job. And you can make up your mind to earn that kind of money in the next 12 months, starting this very moment, if you just do one thing well. Prospect daily. How badly do you want to be number one? Tough question, huh? But it's the truth. How bad do you want it? You know what you need to do. You're just not doing it. It's awkward. It's unconventional. It's outdated. Only rookies do that. You feel pushy. Whatever. I've had many great guests during COVID. Great sales trainers, authors, people making more money than you. And what are they talking about? Prospecting. Even during COVID. Now, As usual, you need multimedia, multi-step effort. You need to be calling. Now it's more acceptable to text, um, follow them on social media, engage with them without being cheesy. Okay, multimedia, multi-step. But you need to be putting forth the effort to get in front of people. You need to disqualify people quickly. 
All right. You're not selling to anyone that can fog a mirror. So understand how to do that and your life will change. If you need help with that, if you need help with the accountability, if you need help with revising your scripts, if you need help with negotiation and setting things up, you know, I've got all kind of free tools. The salesagenda.com is a free tool. It goes over the, the agenda I have used since 2006 in B2B settings to sell big deals. Seven figures to Google. I've sold to Apple. I've sold to the local chiropractor and realtor. I've sold huge $60,000, $80,000 gigs on my own. $600,000 consulting gig with Dell, $635,000. So the sales agenda works. Okay, But how you tee things up, how you engage, the give and the take, there are some nuances there, some subtleties. That's what I help cover and address in the live training. You can get it in the on-demand training, right? MakeEverySale.com. It's, it's on demand. Uh, you can go at it at your own pace. But if you want to ask questions, you want to engage every week, then SellMoreOfEverything.com. Join us there, all right? So I'm going to prepare one more episode and then I'm heading to Maine. I'll go sell something. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.